0: Brock Lesnar could be coming back to WWE and Triple H is teasing some big plans for after WrestleMania. Find out more by searching Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. To the rock Show, come on to the People's Show, come on to the Premier Show, Smackdown. That's the
0: 20th of December, in the year of our Lord, 2001. Do that again because I talked over it.
1: <laughs> Thank God. Come on to the rock Show, come on to the People's Show, come on to the Premier Show, Smackdown.
0: For the 20th. And again I talked over <laughs> See, I knew he was doing it. That's why I did those pregnant pauses. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you know what the gender is or not? Oh, yeah.
3: If you listening to this, it's stupid.
0: <laughs> Go on then. Alright.
1: Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. SmackDown.
3: It's the 25th of two thousand and one. <laughs> Daniel Bedingfield, gotta get through this, still number one. Robbie Williams, swing when you're winning, still number one and crap. John Rees and Evander Holyfield fought to draw off the WA Heavyweight Championship Those fights could put a glass eye to sleep. Uh, And Harry Potter and the Bollock Stone is still number one.
0: (laughs) Is that what they called it in America? You have to to
3: translate it, you know. Sorry, Harry Potter and the Royale with cheese, as they call it in France. Uh, B has signed a deal with Channel 5 that will allow its breakfast show, Sky New Sunrise, to be shown on the channel from 6am to 6.30am on weekdays and 7am to 8am at weekends. The programme will appear on Channel 5, on the 7th of January 02, and be the first time Sky News content has been seen on a terrestrial TV for a decade. Wow. First time it was shown on terrestrial TV was on the last few months of broadcasting of TVAM in 92. Mind oh. got And a joint venture between B Sky B and Princess Productions has been awarded the contract to produce a replacement breakfast program for Channel 4 when the Big Breakfast is axed in March 02.
0: Oh. End of an era. Proper end of an era with the big breakfast gun. Mm. We got really boring with morning television, and we did. We did. I After mean, BBC, breakfast, yeah, because yeah, BBC Breakfast is the the winner on on the ratings. You know, it's it's the it's it's doing better than Nitro. show more than eighty three weeks. as BBC Breakfast ruled, and it's it's a straight laced news show compared to what every other channel was trying to do. It's like here's a wacky morning thing. Good morning, Britain. Oh, controversial things, and then hello, BBC Breakfast. Ratings. We can't, you know, if you if you try if you're going up against BBC Breakfast, good luck. So not, not everyone can be asked with that type of. Tis true. We're uh, a nation of Quakers, apparently.
3: <laughs> um, in episode three thousand and seventy-three, A Space Odyssey of Emmedale, <laughs> the time has finally come for Kathy to bid farewell to her friends in Emmerdale and head for Australia. Well, she set off now; she'll be there by twenty ten. Fully aware that the locals have arranged a leaving bash in the Woolpack, Kathy feigns a surprise to spare their feelings, but she and everyone else. Gathered, are genuinely shocked when singer Martry Pelot. Trisha's radio prize, emerges and serenades Kathy,
0: Wow, Martry not
3: I haven't finished yet. Louise can't resist... That's just the part one. Louise can't resist the chance to flirt with him and put Trisha's nose out of joint by inviting him into the pub's back room. Fresh from their honeymoon, newlyweds Chris and Charity are quickly brought back down to earth when they return to the village. They are furious to discover that a bit of Zoe has changed the locks on Home Farm and put the place up for sale without consulting them.
0: Climb over the gate. <laughs> yeah, how <wild> is
3: that?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's changed the lock on the gate. And Fargo. Final Fantasy X, one
3: of the biggest and best games ever. One of the best Final Fantasy 10s don't at me. I know what I said. Mm. Uh, ever emerge, don't do that noise. You know mm. you're wrong. Yeah. Uh that I've got to see many interesting things about it, apart from it is sponsoring the Royal Rumble O2, so we will we will hear Jerry Lawler say, oh, Final Fantasy X, my best. My Final Fantasy is Trish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat you to it, Jerry. My favourite fantasy is <laughs> Redacted. Uh, <laughs> and Bottlegate is the big thing this week. Uh, this was a, an incident referred to as the beer bottle game officiating controversy in an NFL game between the Jackson Jaggers and the Cleveland Browns. So I guess it is tenuously related to wrestling and the fact that nothing else has happened this week of interest. The inciting incident occurred in Week 14, with the Browns sitting at six-six, needing a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Down 15-10 with 108 remaining, the Browns are forced to try to convert on fourth and two of the Jaguars. What this is just made up nonsense, isn't it? Uh, Tim There's Couch took the snap to do with the football, right, and passed short to Quincy Morgan, who caught the ball for a three-yard gain and a first down. Although Morgan appeared to bobble the football, <laughs> bobble officials called it a complete pass. Couch heard the offense, the line of scrimmage, and spiked the ball with 48 seconds remaining. Officials announced that they would review the fourth down conversion two plays earlier and overturned it, giving the ball to the Jaggers. It sparked controversy because after a play is completed, refs are not allowed to go back and change the call after another play has been run. Enraged, the Browns fans began throwing objects onto the field, mainly plastic beer bottles. Some fans began throwing the stadium's trash cans down the field as well. <laughs> after a few minutes, like Duke, Duke the Dumpster, the officials announced that the game would end 48 seconds early. The officials and players ran out the field where well, the league office called, telling them to finish the game and go back on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Get back out there, you cowards! Yeah. The teams and officials came back on the field and after two quarterback kneels by the Jaggers, the game was over 15-10. Uh, yeah. Uh, after the controversial decision, many attendees at the stadium, including those in the famous Dog Pound section, spelled <laughs> D-A-W-G. <laughs> That's very 90s. Yes. Some fans began angrily booing and hurting beer bottles. Uh, it turns out the team's be a sponsor Miller Brun Company had introduced a new plastic bottle which is taken up by the team's concessions provider rather than drinks being poured into lighter plastic cups to reduce waste so obviously making it way easier to throw on the, <laughs> the pitch uh, a few especially rowdy fans attempted to storm on the field but were quickly detained Bloody by al. law enforcement
0: what is this a heel turn in Memphis what's going on yeah. uh, announcers Johnson & Jones They're of course a good <laughs> they, law they, firm they, they go on to either be a law firm or a shampoo company yeah.
3: <laughs> Tell viewers that they saw an unspecified person fall to the ground after a thrown object which they claim was either a Sony Walkman or CD player split his head wide open. Not
0: surprised those things had some weight to them. <laughs> to say, bloody one man threw a Game Gear he's now in prison for oh murder. God. He's in prison for murder.
3: He threw an old Game Boy with the thing that lets you see in the dark. <laughs> oh, oh God. Three people injured one dead. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So that was interesting. So uh, many stadiums then uh, banned the sale of beer in plastic bottles from their venues to prevent a future reoccurrence, which is probably one of the reasons why we still have that to this day. Well, there you go. Many of the places. <laughs> uh, yeah? Well, thank- That was happening. Sorry, I forgot. I, I was just like... <laughs> Did you forget that you were doing a podcast? I was getting soaked up in the uh, lovely Wikipedia article about that, which makes it sound like, you know, 1066, but how important it was in the world. But you know what was important? Not reality, Tom. Of course not. What a disgusting thing to say. Wrestling.
0: Wrestling. Old wrestling.
3: From way back when. Mm. Say, around, oh, 2001 on a certain show which aired, what, for young Matthew, Saturday mornings on Sky One in a censored format. That's right. Listening to the Cold Classic Smackdown review with your host, Matthew, and his lovely friend and secret lover,
0: Mr. Tom Campbell. Don't, it's not a secret anymore. Secret lover, I think a lot it's of people a bit of crumpet. Do you think people listen to this podcast in the same way that they watch The X Files? You know, they waited for years to see Mulder and Scully <laughs> kiss. <laughs>
2: we'll
0: have to do a charity kiss one yeah. day, and then it ends very undramatically. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they're bringing a third dude, and you're like, What's he doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, if they a hey, Polly is Holly, if you're a kid, uh, how are you, mate? You're <laughs> Polly is Holly. I'll if you're on the, red dwarf I'll go right. for the
3: tobacco is wacko spin. I love Tom because when he bombs, he just
0: carries on like a killed. Do you know? Yeah. You have I think that's the self-confidence we should all have in our lives. You should all aspire to have the confidence of Tom Campbell telling a shit joke. I'll do the one where, like, I was like, po- Noah! Polly
3: is Holly. No reaction. Oh
0: go fuck your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, and that's all that matters. I have, I'm having a great day, and I hope you aren't. <laughs> How are you anyway? I'm mate? having a great day, mate, and I hope you are. Oh, it's you know what? I'm having a it's it's, it's a busy week for lots of reasons, mm. uh, but it's been a lovely week uh, on the whole. Weather's been weird. Can we bore people and talk about weather for a minute? Because every day I've worn shorts and t-shirt, it's Fucking throwing it down. And every day I've worn jeans and a light jacket. I've just boiled in it on the way to work. I told my brother
3: this. I'm, if I've got my big coat, I'm more happy if it's raining than if I have to carry it in the sun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The true British conundrum. Yeah. Oh, I've right brought
3: my big coat for nothing. But if it's raining, <laughs> I'm like yes, it's like getting the numbers right in the lottery. Yeah, I knew it was going to rain. Yeah, that, I yeah could You could tell by the huge
0: grey clouds. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I got big smart energy. Big smart. What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you this week? I'll be going to Peterborough. P- P- You're going to Peterborough. Peter Brass. No what are you going to, Peter Brass? I see some lovely
3: friends in real life that I haven't seen in far too long, and I thought I'd get them sorted before, obviously, the trains continue being the thing that they're doing. I, I realised that as a Sunday come back up, they are potentially striking. Yeah. I'd be like, cool. I get me one of those fannies going, this is an outrage, pro unions. <laughs> oh, whichever, whoever person is to be blamed. So Captain you- Train. <laughs>
0: Keith, Keith Train, selfish Keith Train. <laughs> it's me, selfish Keith Train. Give me a million gold bars, or I no. will just sit here.
3: The really fat controller. <laughs> yeah, PHAT. That, saw my uh, it was my lovely friend's lovely birthday on Saturday. Got a lot lovely in your
0: life today. Yeah,
3: that one up. Those are somebody at the party who's a big, a big fan of Cultaholic and that. And I was like, oh hello.
0: Ah. So you listening, don't worry.
3: You you were you seemed very uh, worried that you were like annoying me or stuff like that. No, it wasn't you.
0: That's it was nice. the alcohol.
3: It was all right. You were fine.
0: I, I bumped into somebody and I'm going to have to double check their names because uh, I, I apologize. It's been a week been since we bumped into each other. 15. So I need to ref- refresh my memories of who it was that I bumped into. Um, King Cheesehead. On, you're on threads as King Cheesehead. How did you ben, forget that? Hiya, Ben. Uh, I was out. Saying goodbye to my lovely friend before she moved to Cyprus Ooh. to go and work on the radio in Cyprus. Listen out for Tamsin on Robinson Hill on BFBS in Cyprus. Cyprus on the hill, like it. Cyprus Hill, the band who sang, um, we are rappers and we're here to say, better get away, yay, yay, yay. So we were out and uh, had a lovely time. Somehow, right, I, I had a few beers, but I certainly wasn't drunk. If I was drunk, I would go, Ugh, for what happened? I'd go, ah, oh, it's fine, I was drunk. It's... I somehow dropped and smashed two pints. Like four pints. Full pint. <gasps> I was holding them, and because I was talking, and I'm very emotive with my hands sure. when I talk, knocked two pints the, out of my you're hand. Good for the deaf. To the point, yeah, to the and then, as as I did the second one, I I went over to I, I was going towards the bar and I tripped over Tamsin's bar stool, so stumbled into a chair next to Alex. To which Alex went, do we need to go home? Are you pissed? I said, no, 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 I, I, if I'm not... <laughs> th- but then when you say you're not and you're acting it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? He you, does protest too much. Yeah, it's like, but I promise you I'm not. It's just for some reason I've emotively smashed two glasses and I've tripped over a bar stool moments after. Uh, but as, as all this was happening, I think this actually, that might have happened after he left, but uh, I was chatting away and I suddenly, uh, and uh, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and it was Ben. he went, really sorry to ruin your night out. Um, can I have a picture with you? Uh, like, oh, of course you can. He's a holic fan, and they, they, him and his, his good lady, they, they'll they have random weekends away in different places. And they chose Newcastle for this one. And there they were, uh, sat in the head of steam whilst uh, we were having a little bit of a gathering. It was lovely. That's nice. Oh, you reminded
3: me. Yeah, yesterday I bumped into a lad and he had his, his uh, juggalo shirt on. I oh, see. he it was one of them. And I went, whoop, whoop, you know.
0: And he went, <laughs> he went whoop, whoop.
3: And he goes, oh, hi, Matthew. And he goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, hello. Hello, young, young sir. And he went, Oh, no, uh, we were at the ICP gig together. And I was like, Jesus, that was like 2019, 2018. <laughs> yeah, it was at the Riverside. It was great. And he went, Yeah. By the way, did I hear you on? Was it was an OSW review. And I went, Yeah. And he goes, Oh, you're really good on that. I was like, Are you part of them? I'm like, No, I just decided to show up. You just turn up every so often on OSW. I'm like, Oh, yeah. There's, there's people that, that might know me as that guy that was on OSW like
0: twice. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's nice. No, I- they're very nice. Very amicable. Whoop, whoop. I love that you've done OSW. I love that. That's on my bucket list, should they ever feel the need to fly people out again. <laughs> my, it's on a bucket list. But I, I, I enjoy the episodes that you're on. You, that you're on fun. the same wavelength. Well, you and Jay, the other two, obviously, miserable bastards. But um,
3: <laughs> you and... Uh, one's a miserable bastard about current wrestling, and the one's just a miserable bastard in general. That's just why in I, general. That's why, like, I, he's the one I'm most likely to mate with. But, like, <laughs> yeah, you and Jay are definitely on the
0: same... I think, I think that if we both weren't so ludicrously busy, we'd be mega mates. He you be all in? Uh, I won't be. No, I'll are you be, not? No, I'm up here. I'm, Bastard. I'm, I'm running the the office from up here, and oh, that's fine. Wait, are you gonna be like that in
3: Street Fighter the movie, where the the British lawyer types going? Don't worry, I might just stay. I might just have
0: some of the soldiers stay behind. It's just one chef. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be me. I'm just gonna be the one chef. Now, there's if there's a few of us who are staying up here, um, we we we, we kind of try and share it out evenly. I did clash at the castle last year and got to do that whole week and it was a lovely experience. So therefore some people got to do money in the bank and then a few are getting to do all in. So like I had a go last year. I'm more than happy to to steer the ship from from back here. You know? I I, it's this the one thing the the only time I really thought oh I wish I was going was last night when I had a lovely chat uh, with Bali and Aki from Chocopro. Gata ah, moves. Yeah, yeah. So we were having a nice chat. We did wow. a podcast together. You can listen to it now. It's like a like a beginner's guide to Choco to get you into the weird and wonderful world of Choco Pro. Did is you make filmed... Fantasy jokes? We didn't actually. Oh, oh. To just thought about that. Even though Choco Pro does sound like Choco it comes from they wanted it's they wanted something sweet and nice. So Chocolate, Chocolate Pro. Bro. So it's Choco um, but it's all filmed in the office of Gatta Move. That's right. And there's no ring, there's no ropes, and it's, it's like an, in, an intimate audience of like 60 odd. And they're doing two shows in London. They're doing uh, a Chaka Pro versus Pro Wrestling Eve in the evening. But then in the oh. afternoon, they're doing a Chaka Pro show. And the burning question was: Is this going to be a Chaka Pro show? I.e., do we have a, an office space yeah. where you can put the brown mat down and do it? And he didn't. He wasn't able to quite confirm it unfortunately
3: we don't know you um, shut
0: up but i but the, <laughs> judging by the amount of tickets that, that uh, it it's sold out the, the afternoon chocolate pro show but judging by the amount of tickets that have sold it out i think it's gonna be a nice little intimate one and Ooh. i'm buzzing for them and the only time i felt sad about missing out on all in is is aki is Bally and aki who said that hey look you're coming down to london you 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 should come and see us come see us come see come hang out with us and i'll introduce you to everybody i'm like i'm actually gonna be based up here but that is a really sweet offer that I would have otherwise taken you up on. He could do the steamed
3: hams approach and goes, All right, but I'll be called Matthew.
0: <laughs> what?
3: I'm going on a crash diet. And <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're down there, do you want to go? <laughs> no, wait. Why would you change it? Hello, it's me, Tom.
0: <laughs> no, but, no, but. <laughs> If you want to go, I don't know. You him. seem
3: suspicious. everything's fucking great, and I'm very positive. Oh, oh it's, definitely Tom. Tom. <laughs> it's Tom! It's Tom! You... Want to hear the worst joke you've ever heard that you'll still laugh at? Yep, that you're, is Tom, all right. me. you're
0: Tom, alright. <laughs> you're Tom. Right, where are
3: we going? <laughs> oh, falling over at the pub, oh. and I'm
0: sober. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bab. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a bag of powder and a sumo suit to wear. No, they'll no, not know the difference, but. If you want to go, I'll put a word in. I don't think how would you like.
3: Just go. What do you think of Mario? Not not Tom. Oh, he's great! <laughs> you lying bastard. I know it's you, Matthew.
0: <laughs> how you'd be rumbled for how you be rumbled by it?
3: Yeah. I don't know. I don't I, I don't think, I don't think, think Psych CD very ooh. good. Me neither. Ah.
0: Uh... Does anybody want anything from Greg's? No, I'm fine, thanks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> rumbled! Anyway, <laughs> enough bollocks. Oh yeah, never mind the Let's bollocks. Let's do proper bollocks. Do we have any emails or is it straight? We have to... an email this oh, week. Oh, uh, Thank you. I better not be. Don't do more preamble. Uh, no, brain. thank you to James Fretz, classic at cultaholic.com If you want to interact with any of the the pantheon of the classic review podcasts, Sudden <laughs> Tog. Hello again, lads. Your discussion about mid card new metal bands on the Vengeance Review. Oh yes, reminded me of a strange fact. Go on, did you know a young Katy Perry sang backup for Christian new metal band Pod in their 2006 what? hit Goodbye for Now? Fuck Off is that real? That's what James Fretz tells me, and he is uh, he is the voice of reason and the voice of treason. P.S. Pod would be a headliner at a Christian music festival such yep. as Cornerstone and Kingdom Bound. But, oh, but be a good hand in the mid card on Ozfest. Thank you very much. Yes, I like that. P- I like that. Good night, K- Katy Perry. In pod. She was the backing singer for, for P.O.D. I'll be alive for the very first time. Oh I, think can't I, can't fly. Fly. I can fly. That's Tom after
3: half a shandy.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The thing I can fly, that was what Bertha's was talking about Orville, and that's what Bertha's <laughs> <this> talking about. <laughs> Chuckle.
3: It's amazing how you have to, like, retreat. Cuddles even.
0: Yeah, you Yeah,
3: actually, we're looking, and, yeah, there, there, there she, she is. is. P.O.D. featuring Katy Perry. Goodbye. F- Goodbye for now, is probably what she said. like a, a teenage a, dream. BRB, she said. It's going to be very successful.
0: Anyway, thank you for your email. ClassicCurtHolic.com, if you have an email to send in. Yeah. Next Testify. Next time. Um, for Matthew, Greg goes through all the happenings on this week's episode of SmackDown, is the penultimate SmackDown of 2001. Amazing um, to see. I'm going to give you some of the headlines from the wrestling world this week. It is the end of an era in a week's time, Matthew. The end of an era. Leave the memories alone. the start of O2, you're right. The final episode of Sunday Night Heat will air on Channel 4 on the 31st Ah, of December. Ah, that's right. Channel 4 has officially cancelled all WWF programming. Leave the memories alone. Take a break during the rumble. You fucking weirdos. (laughs) Sorry about the tits. Uh, yeah, that's it. Channel 4, is their, their dalliance with the dub dub F has ended. And my God, what a journey. They had buyer's remorse the uh, moment they handed the check over.
3: <laughs> so when was Sunday Night Heat? What was Sunday Night Heat on in 02? Channel
0: 4. Oh, in 02. No, it was nowhere. We couldn't get it in the UK. Oh, okay. I think eventu- It was on MTV. I think maybe eventually Sky picked it up. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I seem to think there was a there was a period where we didn't wait, get it. Why, why am I asking? I don't care. Well, we do care, mate. We'll talk about it next year. Yeah, we will. We'll talk about in, in this, not in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few weeks time. Hulk Hogan made an appearance on ESPN's Unscripted. He was, he's been cancelled for a while. Then <laughs> on Channel <by> Four. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait! Is this the Canadian one?
0: Uh, it's hosted by Chris Connolly on the 20th of December Go on uh, who was unprepared and was just told you're interviewing a wrestler so he went oh cool week oh, off Oh okay no it's not what I thought of. go on uh, Chris Connolly opened the show uh, indicating that Hulk Hogan was going to give us his true feelings about Vince McMahon to which Hogan looked horrified because <laughs> Hulk Hogan is trying to get a job with the WWF <laughs> And Chris Connolly <laughs> is pitching this. Is like, Hogan, oh. tell us what a cunt Vince is. So Hogan realises, oh, I'm going to be knackered after this. I've got to do a lot of gymnastics mentally to get through this interview. Now, uh, Hogan portrayed uh, his... Here we go. He, Con- Connolly figured interviewing... This is from The Observer. Connolly, who figured interviewing a wrestler was akin to a day off, fawned all over Hogan, calling him the biggest name in wrestling today. Uh, <laughs> Hogan said my son Nicholas wants me to get back into wrestling and he just can't make up his mind between running the XWF or returning to the WWF. Oh, decisions, decisions. Do I eat this steak and chips or this shit on the floor? Oh, I just can't decide. Decisions, decisions. Um, <laughs> now, That's a nice he, thing to call Nick. But don't worry, because Nicholas is pushing him to go back to the WWF. Now, he did talk about the XWF, right? And uh, it was very glowing to them. He said that he and Kurt Hennig had a match. It was his first match in a while. It. it was meant to go 10 minutes, but he was having such a good time out there. They wrestled for half an hour. Now, what yeah. really happened was the match went 9 minutes and 12. And Hogan um. seems to have forgotten that they, they didn't even make it to 10 minutes, oh, let alone wrestle for half an hour. Uh, classic Hogan bants. Of course, then he talked about gorilla press slamming Andre the Giant, who <laughs> weighed 700 pounds in front of 94,000 people and he died the next day. Of course, I wonder like how much is Hogan going out there to legitimately bullshit or how much of it is Hogan's just forgotten what the truth is now?
3: People have been speculating that for a while because mm. Antonio Noki was the same the last like 20 30 years of his life just just doing and talking absolute bollocks is like is he doing this because he, he feels he has to is he just been lying for so long he thinks it's the truth or is he yeah. just been kicking the head too much
0: uh, Hogan said, You know, what I really like at the moment Triple H. He's really good. <laughs> ne- having never had a conversation about Triple H ever, uh, he's obviously, Triple H is about to come back and become the top star in the WWF. And of course, the son in law of Vince McMahon, uh, he's keen to make sure that uh, he knows which side his bread is buttered. Uh, Connolly said, Hogan. Now, Connolly brought up the steroid trial. Uh. Um. And Hogan was very much like, Vince had to do what he had to do. Back in the day, we all experimented with steroids. Hogan there with his top off and his weirdly shaped biceps saying, ''Hey, I don't do them anymore.'' Yeah, uh, Connolly asked Hogan about creative control in the WWF. He said he never had any creative control in the uh, WWF, <laughs> but he did in WCW. And uh, when he when and finally Connolly, Connolly asked about uh, any heat with him and Jesse Ventura over like things oh. in the past, Hulk Hogan responded to this by doing an 80s style wrestling promo on Ventura, <laughs> and that was the interview a weird weird interview because okay. uh cuz uh, Chris Canelli Chris Canelli had um woefully underprepared thought he was going to get like a tell all about Vince McMahon and Hogan's like no I'm trying to get a job with them and I think that's uh, so that's the issue that he <laughs> found himself in was that he couldn't really Slag off Vince because he was trying to get a job. So any time a question was phrased to go, "Vince is a bit of an arse," did he? Hogan was like, "Ah, uh, he's a genius. He's he's great. He's a visionary. He's yeah. brilliant." I don't think Hogan
3: was sweating for a second. He went, "I'll spin this. Don't you worry." Yeah, and he's spitted a Bigger lot. Bigger men than you have fallen to the leg drop, brother. He did a lot. Like of Andre spin, the Giant, nine thousand pounds, big big fat bastard. <laughs>
0: uh, a little update on Comedy Central buying wrestling tapes from last week. Remember we mentioned this? Oh yes. Uh, after buying the old AWA tapes from Verne Garnier, Comedy Central put together a pilot show called The Huge World of Wrestling. I believe the idea is doing a studio comedy, doing, doing studio comedy cutaways with former UPW manager The Big Schwag as the host. <laughs> so, what would his theme music sound like, Tom?
3: Well, <laughs> well it's The Big Schwag. No expense spared. <laughs> oh, sorry. No,
0: comma. Expense spared. <laughs> Question mark. The big swag. So I think they're kind of trying to do a you've been framed slash it'll be all right on the you've night. You've been swagged. <laughs> <laughs> you've been swagged. Here's Lisa Tarbuck. Um, Ahmed Johnson's in a movie. Wait, wait, no,
3: more. no, no, no. So what? But what? Were they just going to show like. AWA, like,
0: the actual good stuff? Or is it just going to be like the later day turkey brawl? I feel like, I don't know at this point. I feel like it's a comedy show, so I guess they're just going to show wrestling being a bit silly. Okay. So I think it's a bit of a a piss take, Hmm. maybe. Ahmed Johnson's in a movie. Tony Norris appeared as the head of Death Row Records in the movie about the life of MC Hammer. It was on VH1 the other night. What, Shug Knight? Yeah. Oh, okay. The report we got was that Norris's wrestling ability in WCW was better than his acting ability.
3: Yeah, I mean, how did he? He Whatever. How did he show? How did he get the role? Did he show up and injure himself? Knocked on the door. (laughs) (laughs) He just bashed in
0: with a plank of wood. What place, Shog? (laughs) MC Hammer, you're going down. Jake Roberts, UK tour update. He's still in England at this point, and on the 23rd of December, he was booked on a show in Bogner Regis. Fuck off. For the Elite Wrestling Federation. (laughs) A grand total of 32 people crammed the arena to watch the show. Jake Roberts reportedly looked at the house through the curtain. And said, I have enough trouble getting motivated to work in front of 400 people. So I'm just not going to be able to do this. And then the observer says, he then disappeared into the thick of the <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> 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 no!
0: <Nope. laughs> <laughs> 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 I don't know why I find that so funny. Pay me, ta da. <laughs> 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 do no, I've been
3: getting, I have uh, enough trouble getting
0: my way over four hundred people. Do you know what? It's <laughs> it's it's funny looking back on this era now because wrestling in the UK does uh, seem to be on a really nice upswing at the moment. Yeah. In general, I feel like you know, without casting aspersions on anybody or any promotion in particular, even the shitty shows are doing all right. Like, even the crap shows are doing all right, and the good shows are doing great, and North is doing fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and Impact are coming over. And we're wanting to see if we're going to outdraw them. Oh, what a
3: treat. Look, we're all happy Impact's going over. But
0: I can't wait to see Impact. I'm going to be counting
3: every single bird. You're, you're going to be on like the door, Jake aren't you? Roberts. I'm going to be really motivated to count people are going to be at the <laughs> And then when you though. disappear
0: into the thick of the night, <laughs> As soon as the first bell rings. <laughs> Right, finally. Oh, no, I've got, little, I've got a little bit of what happened before SmackDown. Yay. I don't know whether you have, like, whether you watched the... Yes, yeah, so it's a satellite feed again. You got, oh, brilliant, so we can compare notes on this. Yay. Before that, before that, Perry Satin had an incident on WWF Metal. No, not that, no, one. that one. Another one. Oh, okay. So, so on the 17th in Lafayetteville, they were doing uh, taping for Raw and Metal and for syndication. Perry Satin was facing local wrestler Brian Gamble. Oh, Perry's talking about this interview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the ring having their match as planned. And all of a sudden, Brian Gamble just stopped selling and kept shouting at Perry, this is my hometown. I have to win the yeah. match. And he refused to leave his feet. So then Perry Saturn starts just fucking go. Like, he starts they, they start really pushing him, but he's not having anything to do with it. At one point... Uh, he kick Brian Gamble kicks Saturn in the head and busts Saturn's eye open. And at this point, Perry Saturn, obviously aware that he's been wronged before with the Mike Bell incident, realizes, okay, I now need to fucking show this guy what for, but not get in trouble. So in the match, you see him do like a double takedown, a very aggressive double takedown to try and ease him up. Uh, and uh, he wasn't cooperative, and eventually. Uh, he starts to sell for stuff, but then Brian Gamble wouldn't tap out. Satin had to really apply the move to get a, a submission out of him. For some reason, Brian Gamble just decided, no, I'm winning the match. Uh, the backstage, a lot of people recognized that something had gone wrong in the match. Vince was furious. Gerald Briscoe asked Gamble what happened, and Gamble said, my family and my mates are in the crowd. I can't lose in front of them. Vince thought he was nuts and wanted him out immediately. There was nearly a second confrontation backstage when both were getting worked on by the trainer. Perry Satin made mention of the match with Mike Bell. He said to Brian Gamble, look it up, because that's what you're lucky that didn't happen to you. To which Brian Gamble, who clearly is fucking awful at reading the room, goes, "Ah, well, you're lucky that didn't happen to you, because I'd have fucking battered you. Uh, By which point, he was thrown out by Earl Hebner and numerous other officials. Brian Gamble, what a piece of shit. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it, that Perry said pretty much like what for bait and what there. Like, yeah, the guy was there in the middle of the ring and was like, "So I'm winning." And Perry was like, "What? No, you're not." <laughs> you, you, middle of the match, you decide you're going to win a match that's televised. Well, it's my hometown. It's like, uh,
0: like that moment, like like Jake Roberts counting thirty two people just the moment you're like, "Oh no." i I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what Brian Gamble. Thought of was going through his head, like and how he. I I don't know his current status. I should have looked this up before we started, um. But I I might research next week what Brian Gamble uh did afterwards. I'll have a quick look just to
3: see if it's. Uh, you, have a li- you have a little. You have a Actually made. Uh, TV. Oh, it did! It did. I made it made it. Oh my god! A,
0: I think it's an edited version. You uh, you, yes. you see some very aggressive bits. You see Saturn getting very heavy-handed with Brian Gamble at one point. Yeah, there point, is December twenty-second. Yeah, you see the takedown. You see um on there's commentary over it. It's Coach and Taz, and at one point, Yay. at one point, Taz calls him Greg Gamble, to which Coach goes, "You mean Brian Gamble?" Taz goes, "Ah, oh, who cares? He's a loser." <laughs> <laughs> Which is even funnier <laughs> knowing what was happening in the ring yeah, at that point. Where's my own town, I'm winning. Shut up, silly boy. Amazing, wrestling fake. Just well, go don't
3: worry, Tom, because it was a bit easier for him. And a dark match before the tapings, Saturn defeated John Heidenreich. He did
0: with the Fujiwara.
3: Heidenreich got a uh, he was born in New Orleans, he's from New Orleans, and came out with local football gear. Harry still got a bigger pop than oh. uh, Haydn Reich. Hayden wrestled no better or worse than he would three years later. Okay. Oh, Make it that what you will. And then Sunday Night Heat started. The Hurricane pin Crash Holly. Five minutes 27, the eye of the hurricane. A very popular win considering uh, Molly interfered. Do you get it? It's like, uh, wait, he's cheating. I don't care. Uh, we like Molly and Hurricane. Uh Billy and Chuck defeated Scotty Holly in the The Albert. I called him. Yeah, that's him. The Albert. This is the first time we see
0: Chuck Palumbo with blonde hair. I was gonna
3: say, die blonde hair. For Gun and Chuck, they're not gay, but they're learning. <laughs> Tony Chimel shills the stuffed animals of the Rock and Austin to buy in the lobby. Dot dot dot. Or other places. Buy the animals. had some uh, rough stuffed, times. The uh, animals. The uh animals. RVD defeated European champion Christian via DQ. Whoa, a talent shot on Sunday night heat. Mm. Bye bye, Channel 4. <laughs> no blood from RVD's opponent, as he wanted Sunday night. But no heat. Ah! Uh, and this is when I this is when I tell everyone to go fuck their mothers.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah. And in the
3: main event, the tag team champion, the Dudley Boys, defeated Spike Dudley and Tajiri. Eight thirty-two, two title
0: shots, and the night heat. Bloody hell! They're really trying. I think now they've lost uh, uh, the UK arm of that show. They mm. want to boost it up again. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, a way of going fuck you, Channel Four. Exactly. Crowd love the cat fight. They certainly Uh, do. Lillian sings Land of the Brave in case we forget
3: which country we're in. (laughs) And then Cole's entrance music is back to being click, click, boom. As he makes his way down the ramp to no reaction. Uh, Cole (laughs) sits down and straight away yells, all right, testing one, two, one, two. Chimmel sucks. (laughs) That's how they're checking the microphone levels. Oh, poor chims. Bless him. Uh, Obviously, Lola comes out gets a massive pop and goes, terrorist, bad, America, good. Yay. Which is a nice way of segueing into... WFTV, Smackdown. Smackdown. Booker this T Smackdown. is chilling in Vince McMahon's office, but Ric Flair appears whilst wearing his black leather gear again. Thankfully, no more grandpa jumpers after last week. However, Flair then sits down with his black leather jacket on a black leather couch, and he, his entire body disappears. Disappears. And he looks like Holly from Redwood. <laughs> Flair blends in with the couch, uh, <laughs> but Booker... Uh, is, th- is not put off by this because Rick showers with a compliment. He says he likes what he sees from Booker and so does Vince McMahon. So here's a WF contract for Booker to sign. Booker's not falling for that, saying Rick just wants to get on Vince's good side, but then Booker sees the numbers on the contract and goes, oh yeah, 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 you know what, forget what I just said. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely signing this. Flair smiles as he walks off, which is always a good sign for a GM, as Booker bounces on the couch with glee.
0: He's excited a about a whole lot of ducats a whole lot of so, ducats. That's he goes, a whole I'm lot saying. of
3: ducats, he says. And Fleck turns around and goes, It's a 2K. <laughs> and he's so happy he goes, Oh man, witty wee, witty.
0: I will say very quickly that um, Booker's shirt that he's wearing, it doesn't quite work on a standard deaf camera. Because I'm watching the network version and it causes a little bit of flickering. Oh, I know what you mean. Yes, too he, much detail. Too much detail in there and the camera's struggling with Booker's T shirt on the network version. True story. Too hot for TV. Too hot for TV. But not
3: hot enough for New Orleans, which is where we're at for this New Orleans. Uh, Rock versus test is in the main event. Teflon versus metal rock. What? Metal (laughs) rock? It's fucking awful, that. And here's (laughs) Angle with a slightly remixed (laughs) version of his theme with guitars. It's pants.
0: Yeah, I didn't enjoy this. I don't think we get this version for long, do we? No, I don't remember this. I think they're just trying to just tidy up his music a little bit I think and they just eventually just go nah let's just stick with the one we've always had yeah and I think though
3: is related to the style of, that we have in this match where Kurt Angle takes on the sinister surge himself Edge <laughs> uh, who is representing the entire incontinent says Lawler well he would know
0: that's not the only thing he's representing he's representing the good people of Lugs. he's wearing a Lugs t-shirt oh I didn't know that. Edge is oh my a- god I missed that Edge is wearing a Lugs shirt
3: just says lugs in thing.
0: big orange letters on the front. Oh. Why do I miss that? Who oh does he think God. he is? Perry Saturn? <laughs> He's good for shoeing. Uh, I w- we need to get lug shirts for this. Absolutely. We need lug shirts. We'll go lug's. down it all in. Keith Lug, if you're listening. We'd love some lug shirts. Hugs us up
3: with some lugs. Hugs us up, <laughs> Daddy O's. Edge vs. Angle is a feud that goes back to King of the Ring, but it's only really starting. Have the, they have some magnificent matches later on. And oh, they certainly do. Edge drop kicks Angle. He lands nearly on Edge's head in the process. And that takes a lot of effort, ladies and gentlemen. Angle yells at the ref, but then kicks Edge directly in the dick for the quick DQ. Angle tries to argue this and kicks the ropes. And wait, the match gets restarted? Wait, no, the ref is ringing the bell over and over to signal it's over. Oh, okay, that wasn't clear. Edge lands his face buster, but Angle continues to wreck Edge's ankle. As he's no funny business, Angle, right now. A good way to soft reset Kurt without hurting Edge, but that theme is gash.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a very basic match for these two. An angle goes crazy eight bonkers with an ankle lock at the end. So um, it's, just, it's, the, it's a long-running story, and it's one that they'll just dip in and out with mm. over the next few months, and it leads to a massive change to Kurt Angle's yeah. uh, a presentation. His perks. Mm.
3: An excited Booker <laughs> talks to Vince as he arrives via limo. Look at him late again. Jesus. <laughs> and he goes, thanks for the contract, Vince. Hug, hug, hug. Ha ha ha. Vince doesn't know what's happening. What else is new? Father explains what the contract means. And also that means that Booker is arresting Austin tonight. Oh, and also it's a first blood match. Booker looks sad. Vince <laughs> stares at Booker like he's been told by he to be told no by a woman. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, um, I so don't
0: want that one, Matthew. Um, <laughs> fuck off, no. So has Booker signed with the WWF? Mm. But he just signed a deal that Ric Flair's cut him instead. Yeah,
3: because he wasn't signed. He was showing up. He was an unsigned free agent. Right. So I
0: wonder whether Rick lowballed him compared to what Vince was going to offer him. Even though no, Booker I don't think that was. Kids. I don't think
3: that was the implication. I think the implication was I wanted to get more money to annoy Vince that right. I, Rick signed him with, with you, with you. Other than Booker just being this dude that. Vince had around, I guess, and was just doing it for the crack. It doesn't make a lot of sense on the scrutiny, I've got to admit.
0: It's funny how so many wrestling promoters and writers think that we as fans have this obsession with storylines involving contractual administration. We've said this on the podcast
3: a few times. It happens mm. often in AEW, because imagine that's all TK's life is. It's signings and dealings and contracts and blah, blah, blah. But we're like, wow, we can really relate to this, can't we? Yes. Uh, don't worry, it's going to get even worse once the brand split happens and we get all those episodes of Steph going
0: like, no, don't go to Raw. <laughs> no. I'm like,
3: we don't give a shit. It, it just means a watching, different day of the week. we watch
0: him both. <laughs> it's fine.
3: Yeah, we used to do Boo Raw <laughs> through a TV show. <laughs> If you sign for Emmerdale, that'd be something. That'd be amazing. In the satellite feed, Cole asks for the crowd volume to be increased by Frenchie. Uh, Cole says, because the crowd is so dead tonight. Wow, Lola, that's a lovely little insight. And Lola says, yeah, they were going wild during heat. And then Cole says, yeah, then I came out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Self-aware,
3: Cole, is great. They laugh, I laugh, we all laugh. The commentators laugh at the crowd cheering for a football in the crowd who couldn't get good seats. Turns out it's Kyle Turley, who was uh, a dude for the, what was it, no one, the New Orleans Saints, uh, yeah. with the St. Saint Louis Rams, before a back injury, blah, blah, blah. No, no, he's
0: he's a bit of an anti-hero to the NFL.
3: Oh, his career is best remembered by many for an 0-1 incident, which he ripped off an opposing player's helmet and tossed it downfield, playing a key factor in his team losing the game, but
0: also earned the respect of many Saints fans for his defence of the quarterback. There you go. Ah. That's exactly yeah. That's it. So and and, and yeah, and it, it earned him some notoriety because whilst it was seen as disrespectful, because the the the, the, the full thing is, so I'll, I'll I'll spin it here. Sixteen nine trailing uh, was Turley's team. Saints were driving deep into opposition territory. Uh, with the ball at the six-yard line. You see, if you can do a boring football, football story, so can I. Um, <laughs> it's not a football oh, ads. So the first on. thing
3: that comes up, you put his name on YouTube, is helmet toss. yeah, so, you go. Yeah, it is one moment, isn't it?
0: After quarterback Aaron Brooks was tackled on a scramble to the five-yard line, jet safety Damian Robinson grabbed him by the face mask, bent his body backwards, and twisted his head to the Ooh. line. Uh, Turley stepped in and separated the two, picked up Robinson by the face mask and threw him to the ground as uh, referees and players from both teams tried to break them up. Turley emerged from the pile, holding Robinson's helmet and flung it across the field before making an obscene gesture. Uh, You can watch this back on YouTube. The whole thing exists there. It's a, a touch of carnage with players just like trying to separate these two after a very aggressive foul and and Kyle Turley defending the, the honor and integrity and the safety of his friend. And there he is with the helmet, lobs the helmet straight over the pitch and uh, gives an obscene gesture, apparently. I didn't see the obscene gesture, but I assume it's a middle finger or something to that effect. Um, Robinson and Turley received offsetting personal fouls for the initial incident Turley was assessed an addition also assessed as an additional personal foul Ooh. and ejected from the game Ooh. for the helmet toss nasty, Yeah, and this yeah yeah wh- dude at a point we're looking yeah. at the,
3: uh, the foul that he got given and I'm, this the, is why I'm the table this over. is
0: why Turley's beloved because he was absolutely on the money uh, for for doing yeah. that. penalty set the Saints back 15 yards, end up losing the game after failing to score on the drive. Saints head coach Jim Hazlitt afterwards said he considered cutting Turley before seeing a clearer view of the incident. Subsequently, Uh, Discussing it with quarterback Aaron Brooks, who thought his neck had been broken at the time, Turley ended up being fined $25,000 and requested to attend a counselling for management of anger issues. Now, many Saints fans applaud Mm. Turley's actions, on the other hand, setting up a Kyle Turley defence fund to assist in (laughs) payment of the fine. They also put up Turley for mayor signs around the city (laughs) this time. So it's uh, he, so that's why, and later on in the Smackdown, they'll cut to him and he gets a lovely yeah. pop from from Norland's. Big fans at Turley. You yeah. know, man
3: of the people. He was asked to do a spot here, but he says, I can't lose in my, my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Perry does the ira. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> the Rock, dressed in sleeveless coat and huge belt buckle look that he made more famous in 03, comes out. A lovely pop and Cole's right though uh, even the Rock can't make the crowd sound too loud by Rock standards have any other TV show watching him on Rock points out Tess may have immunity but that ain't gonna stop the Rock from beating his ass Rock can't figure out why Tess would be so miserable considering he's big and bad your and body
0: slam ex- your dad will <laughs> yeah.
3: and has an Xbox at home with Star Wars Obi-Wan <laughs> an action adventure <laughs> video game developed and published by LucasArts released exclusively for Xbox <laughs> It is set in the Legends' can- canonicity. Is that a word? Canonicity of the Star Wars universe. Uh, the game received generally mixed reviews upon its release. Canonicity? Canonicity. I
0: guess the canon of... I do I understand word, the word, but it's just like, oh, is that a word? I used the uh, word the other day, uh, non-canonical. Yeah. Which I believe means isn't part of it. Yeah, non-canon means that, so non-canonical yeah. would be... Yeah, you get, this, that makes the, sense. This, what I'm doing, is non-canonical. I don't know whether it was a real word, but I sounded very clever. As opposed to... This is in canon that Tess is a massive Xbox game Yes, and this is person. canonical.
3: <laughs> so we have saying it, so it's all right. Mm. Like boss man's chocolate dogs. <laughs> uh, Rock has it figured out. Tess is mad at Santa. As it, uh, sorry, Tess is mad at Santa. There's, there's, the, there's the initiation Matthew, Well done, you'll do Macbeth sooner. Ah, it's December. Rock says Tess can't figure out how Santa rode on a sled. Uh, anyway... Rock impersonating Tess says, Can I have my own two front teeth? Thanks, Santa. <laughs> Rock says he has a list. And yes, he's checked it twice. He lists a bunch of places nearby for mild pops and once from Santa, a rematch with Jericho. Rock sings the 12 days of Christmas. There's 12 things you should look forward to. And he'll sing it slow so Tess can hang. 12, sharpshooters stinging, 11, eyebrows raising, 9, spines are busting, 9, noggins knocking, 8, kicks are kicking, 7, punches punching, 6, suplex smashing, 5 seconds of the crowd chanting, Rock's name, Rocky. <laughs> uh, 4 rock bottoms, 3 people's elbow on your 2 buck teeth, and an arse kissing, what? Arse kicking, Matthew,
0: an
2: arse <laughs> kicking all over <of laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: doing so well, why did I put arse kissing? You said you were doing well, you said 9 twice. I like nine. <laughs> it's a good way of saying nine, nine, nine. nine.
3: <laughs> Crouches surprisingly cheesy stuff from The Rock. He was supposed to be the coolest dude in the room, but I'm impressed he remembered
0: all of that song without mm. any writing on his arm. We've not had uh, which he used, which he would do in later years. Uh, we've not had enough rock bollocks lately, so I think this fills the quota quite nicely. It was a bit cheesy, but you know what? If anyone can can pull that off, it's The Rock, and he does with a plumb. It's not Mm. a massively festive show, this, with the exception of that particular bit of festiveness.
3: Good. Dory, you can pull off my aplomb any time, (sighs) bro. Oh, Sex. During the satellite feed, sorry to talk over your sex, uh, Lola practices. Saturday already. <laughs> Lola practices Crash Bandicoot and the Wrath of Cortex and nails it first time around. Means so he's on the better s- than Taz. So on the
0: satellite feed, they're practicing saying it. Ah, oh, it's th- a running,
3: running joke every week. It's like, Cole, what is, what is a Crash Book? Wrath of Cortex? What? what?
0: <laughs> Cole's like, why are you
3: asking me? Ask test. <laughs> Taz, what's this? I don't know. i got an Xbox. Xbox Slam of the Week, speak of the devil, is Tess taking Rikishi's ass to the face. Not even. MX 2002 fe- featuring Ricky Carmichael, a video game developed by Pacific Coast Power and Light.
0: <laughs> That's the name of a game company? It's an energy company that went the wrong door. Pacific Coast Power and Light? More like Pacific Coast Power and Shite? Oh. Am I right, kids? Come at me! They're probably all right.
3: Yes, <laughs> MX 02 originally began development as a sequel to Championship Motocross MX01. 01, featuring Ricky Carmichael, before undergoing significant changes that led it to be rebranded at the start of a new successor, the Championship Motocross Duology. Don't make it sound like it's a game series when there's two of them. Um, it doesn't say anything about, you know, British Gas taking over development for the Game Boy Advance, but I guess that's <laughs> too exciting for Wikipedia. Uh, can clear up that. That was the Xbox Slam of the Week.
0: Why isn't it funny that the man who is most synonymous with, uh, with with bike riding is a man called Car Michael? Mm-hmm. But, you know, Steve Bike Michael is doing great in the <laughs> F1
3: this season. Bike
0: Michael.
3: Who's so, listening to this?
0: <laughs> Get this. Roy of the Rovers do, type shit. Do, do, do you think we've jumped the shark yet? Because <laughs> we're like... Over 100 episodes in now. Do you think we've jumped the show? <laughs> I would have thought that, but the Vengeance one, we brought it back. We did bring it back. That it, was amazing. We have shit. to constantly reinvent to make sure we don't we jump the We had people going, I don't really
3: like that, the homicidal monkey stuff. I'm like, great. <laughs> Nothing to do with the wrestling, which speaks volumes. The thing is, some of this wrestling stuff is... <laughs> fucking crap. We're on the down... That, oh, I've forgotten how to say a word. Downslope? Is that right? We're on a downward turn. Can you be an upslope? Upslope is Isn't a bit... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Down slope. Well, no, a
0: slope, slope is, uh, is downward anyway. That's what I mean. Yeah,
3: we're on you a can't slope. have an up slope. That's what I mean. If you say down slope, you're like, up slope seems very inconvenient.
0: <laughs> we're on a pissing down, against the tide, the Down Tom. slope, up the slope. Down slope, down. <laughs> that's, my horse. that's my dog. That's my dog. That's how I ride into. That's how I ride into the Impact Wrestling tapings in the Walker Dome. <laughs> down slope. <laughs> Gigi heads to the ring
3: as Cole yells, the butt is back. <laughs> That's a direct quote, sadly. And Nola says, yeah, and it stinks. <laughs> and this match is sponsored by Ass Bandicoot. <laughs> the Rats butts, of Cortex. Butts, boots and shoes and cockbusters for the fast and the buttocks. <laughs> yes, we have jumped the shark. Why are you asking, Tom? Hey, it's Ladstone. Storm. And it's rubbish loading music that sounds programmed for bees. <laughs> I'm just saying, if bees played <laughs> games, this would be the soundtrack, the loading menu of the games they would play. So is this the
0: Buck Bumble loading music? If then? only,
3: what about so uh, Landstorm. it's rock for the bibbidi-bobbidi, Landstorm? <laughs> I am a wrestler, you are a game,
0: cuckoo-cuckoo-doo. Landstorm beat The Rock on Monday. Yes, he did. By uh, count out, but it still counts. Yeah, to get his job. I was talking about here. Lance does his
3: best to avoid Rikishi's fat ass, but his kicks are paper thin ham. <laughs> they really are a bit weak. Uh, top rope drop kick only gets two and the crowd dies. Commentators <laughs> remind us that Lance has a job now after he beat the rock. And I put Lance beat the rock. But mm-hmm. at what? Reading the dictionary on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll back up. Test. Uh, Tom's revved up. Arse <laughs> ben, Death ben. gets set up in the corner, but Test and his smelly teeth distract Rikishi, and Lance uses the ropes to pin Kishi very easily. This is all about setting up Test versus Rikishi, which is part of the rock feud. Whatever. Lance's off-test is soft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking for Kabashi Kawada, but bloody hell, it's... Mm. It's, not, it's not anywhere near that. It's also a slow build towards the birth of the Un-Americans. Yes. Slow as fuck, Bill. Yeah, I can't but...
3: wait for that. Uh, <laughs> backstage, Booker asked Kane about advice in his first blood match tonight as Kane won one against Austin. He mm, did. He okay. did, Booker T. student of the
0: business. If I don't win, I'll set myself on fire. The problem. Now, what we don't and know. Kane went bloody hell, I won. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. What a waste of money that was. <laughs> the problem is. Kane throwing a big no. In 1998, <laughs> Kane was like. All right, I'll fight Austin for the title, and uh, I, I'm gonna do it. Paul, I'm gonna do a thing where if I don't if I don't beat him, I'll leave. So I'll, I'll get fired. So, um, so he was on the phone making the announcement. <laughs> Fuck me, this has jumped there the shark. You know he's on the phone <laughs> making the announcement. He's like, ready. "All right, I'm gonna do a thing where if I win, I get the title. But If I lose, and as he's as he's doing it, he's also putting things in the microwave." <laughs> he's so like, and if I lose it, I'm like, I'm going to set myself fire. You'll set yourself on fire? No, I was talking loud, loud to myself. System. Oh, no. What a circumstance I found myself in. I should have just muted my phone. The stats for that were like, <laughs> effort, 7 out of 10. <laughs>
3: Material. Two out of ten. It doesn't. It doesn't even. Set myself. <laughs> say the word fire. Like, doesn't make any grammatical sense.
0: If I don't win, fire. <laughs> you can tell sometimes the ones that I the ones that I come up with on the hoof.
3: <laughs> but you know what? We appreciate the effort. I don't know who this wee is.
0: Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm having. It's a me st-
3: and Barry the shark.
0: Am I having a stroke?
3: <laughs> if I don't win, I'll have to <laughs> <laughs> try harder. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to my microphone. <laughs> my microphone, look at me bombing as well. <laughs> Hello, Mister Microphone. <laughs> Kane, it's not a real person. <laughs> yeah, but Bugatti's like, yeah. yeah, you won the title. And Kane's like, I won a title. <laughs> Did I? And it's like, Fuck.
0: yeah, King 98,
3: beat Austin for the title, held it for 24 hours.
0: Oh, that was when I was doing my funny prank, where I was pretending <laughs> I was a robot. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, it's very funny. It's a good prank, that. Austin said,
3: "Kane, I want you. And I went, Tomo Arigato, Mr. <laughs> Roboto. <laughs> And Austin couldn't help him himself, he went, Domo. No, damn it, Kane!
0: Damn you, son of a bitch. Does not compute. My name is Kane. Ha, ha, ha. It was a very funny joke I did Gosh. for many years. Anyway. Also, not even burn. Shh, Don't tell anyone. Yeah. it's so, <laughs> mental scars. This is one of the smartest things
3: Book has done, is like, wow, first blood match. Let me ask people who have beaten Austin Let first blood matches. Let me ask someone matches. who beat Austin. Let's ask Kane. And Cain says, Yeah. Uh like, uh, he hey, any advice for me, Cain? And Cade says, Yeah, don't bleed. <laughs> and that's honestly what he says. Yeah. And he walks off. That's the segment, crowd did not react at all. Why there, would there, they?
0: There was one bit, there was one bit <laughs> just before that where Booker asked if he could borrow Kane's mask. And he went to touch Kane's mask, and Kane swats his hand away. <laughs> oh, so that, that was on the satellite this?
3: feed version. I think they must
0: have reshot it because so oh. he there's, there's material missing from this. Oh, no, no. They, they, oh, I, on the okay. network version, they sound like they're into it. When he goes, don't bleed. But obviously, they've, they've piped yeah, in, there,
3: they pipe that in. There's a lot of oh, There must be a lot of it. But
0: he says, oh, can I borrow yeah. this? And Kane swats his hand away. Oh, that's way
3: funnier. So much funnier. Oh, they actually made it. They, they, well, yeah, you know what? This is a bit <laughs> shit. <He> in <mentioned laughs> First
0: Blood Badge, yeah, don't bleed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in in the satellite feed commercial bit, uh, Lola thanks Cole for bringing him some t shirts. <laughs> Why, that's cause nice because he
0: was wearing a barrel up to that
3: point. yeah I have really thought about the occasion <laughs> yeah. that presented itself but he was naked. hey Cole it's I just want to say thank you very much for bringing me those t-shirts is and it, Cole's like oh are you welcome king is he, he, know, wait.
0: his cherry log just broke
3: <laughs> anyway, thanks Cole I'm starving <laughs> the have New York ones taste way better than the Crash Holly <laughs> ones we couldn't sell
0: <laughs> he's eating t-shirts please don't tell anyone how I live uh, video Thank
3: package, you for these
0: um, t yeah. He's wearing them all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> He's just wearing them all at once <laughs> Thanks, Cole Thanks, I forgot my coat <laughs> cold here in New Just take a lot of walk around with <laughs> Could I be you be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the T-shirts. You want to buy yourself a next shoot And he goes, hey, thanks for the shoes and the soap.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Cole's
3: just Cole just emptied a hotel room.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
3: We're thanks joined for, here, Lola. Thanks, uh, thanks the, for the
0: fiver and the haircut.
3: this, 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 this show is sponsored by logs and Lola's like, hey, I'm sponsored by little soaps <laughs> and a, a crap towel. <laughs> And a telly was half the wires missing. I didn't need that, Cole, but the thought is appreciated. Sponsored
0: by a Bible placed here by a yeah. Gideon. Yeah.
3: Sponsored by the Quakers.
0: Sponsored by a tub of Pringles. Half a tub of Pringles that cost 17 quid and a bin that's like that big <laughs> I morning. don't know what are you supposed to put in that bin I just yeah anything you put in it it immediately makes the room look messy yeah, hang on let me just blow my nose oh <laughs> bin is full sponsored by a set of hotel room lights when you in which you have amnesia as to what switch is on which every single time you go towards <laughs> it what's the deal with hotel yes,
3: hotel jokes
0: and am more i to right follow. Don't say we're washed up, hotel Joe. <laughs> we're giving we're giving Undertaker some, some material for his one dead man show. What's the deal with hotels? Uh. Am I right, kids? Do you not hate it when your you, you, your dad gets buried in concrete? <laughs> you missed all that on the on every every time we've mentioned the one dead man shows on the cult like news videos. I've just riffed Undertaker live stand up material. Uh. Do you not hate it when your dad gets buried in concrete, even though you're the one that did it? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs>
3: So they have to go, Uh, Undertaker live. I've been used to be saying Undertaker dead for so many years. (laughs) Isn't that just it? For like three hours. Basically.
0: And he has a bottle of Jack Daniels on the stage. I'm dead. And he'll go, Do you not hate it when, you know, know why he's Kane? Do you not hate it when, you know, a a supreme fighting machine melts your urn down and makes chains (laughs) out of it? Mm. Am I right? Relatable?
3: And then he goes, goes, You know what I hate? What do you hate? (laughs) I heard it when you, you, your brother kills your dad. <laughs> Charles like, ah, I'll well be in there. <laughs> There's several biblical characters in there, go, ah, Undertaker. He goes, take my wife. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah,
0: take my wife's tattoo. Do you know do you know what I hate? What do you hate? What do you hate, Undertaker? When your brother shoots a fireball out of his finger and it accidentally hits X fuck <laughs> Only last week? Am i Am alright.
3: What do you hate, Undertaker? When you show up to Bognor Regis and there's 30
0: people. So <laughs> you like disappear into the thick I of the I thought
3: night. I was dead.
0: <laughs>
3: it's it's going to be wank. It's going to be so bad. Do you know what I hate? What do you hate, Undertaker? <laughs> when
0: Tentiviasi brings back a new me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we all did right. We did hate that, but it's surprisingly alright upon rewatching it. But it turns it. No, out you it's your into? mate,
0: Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, Brian! <laughs> You've been in my cupboard again?
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear that crowd during the main event. And I thought I was dead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's his go-to. <laughs> Anytime, any time a joke doesn't Show land. Joke bombs. And I thought I was dead. <laughs> <Hello>? <laughs> this is on. Oh, uh, oh! The, micro, go, go the microphone's game. not
3: working, and I thought I was dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> every time, every <laughs> time. <laughs> you know, I need to see it now. See <laughs> Video package time. Someone gets up, and goes to the loo. Oh, right. you're going for to the restroom in peace. I no, I thought I was <laughs> dead. I thought. I thought you enjoy your piss.
2: <laughs> Peace. Peace.
0: <laughs> Do you know, I hate it when your mum and dad tell you not to fight your brother, but you really want to because he's been a right fucking dick. Eventually, you have to go to go down to the afterlife and ask if you can. <laughs> that was the storyline for WrestleMania 14. <laughs> Satan asked...
3: I explained to Satan what was happening, if I could fight my brother, and uh, Satan looked at me and went, oh, oh, I
0: thought I was dead. I thought <laughs> I was dead. Do you know what I people, are like, people are like, Satan's not dead. That's <laughs> not how that works. Do you not hate it when your boss says, you've got to work with all the shit employees and take them to Hot Topic? That was the Ministry of Darkness from 1999.
3: Wow, you crowd are hard work. Even harder work than trying to put over Midian. <laughs> oh, my rest, mate Hens. So says, rah. And he goes, Oh, rest in peace. And
0: someone says, he's not dead. He's like, fuck me, really? <laughs> Do you hate it when... You really want Dan Severin to join your, <laughs> your, your Ministry of Darkness, but he says no, and that is a real thing that happened. <laughs> that I learned this week, and I think it's fucking hilarious. You looked at me <laughs> and I thought, and I thought I was Dan.
3: Tom, I'm worried, this might be the worst one we've ever done.
0: I watched Oppenheimer the other day, I thought, "Wow, I thought I was become
1: dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the pregnancy test came back negative, and I thought I was dead. <laughs> oh, God.
3: Anyway, on the stage next, uh, Chuckles the monkey.
0: <laughs> Fuck off, I take it! <laughs> Yay!
1: Massive part, as soon as he says
0: anything. Video package time. You dead cock! I thought I was... I thought i had a hand up my ass. Uh, you you rule, Chuckles! <laughs> That's my joke!
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I thought I was dead! <laughs>
3: Mm. Video package time with you 2 again. The Triple A's return is being teased. They'll
0: uh, probably be rubbish. The, it will be, oh, yeah, it'll be terrible day in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I thought I was dead. Um, the, the network have not paid you 2 for uh, the rights. So we get a sound alike, a Jimmy Hart special uh, for Triple a. We get the video, but it's like a song that sounds like somebody tried to play Beautiful Day from memory. <laughs> not a oh, like uh, Woodman. Mid. Yes. 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 <laughs>
3: which I was like, why is this a joke on things like Silver Gun? It turns out Woodman.mid was made when uh, a guy just tried to remember the song from memory. And yeah. boy, you can tell. You can uh, certainly tell. Then Undertaker talks about... Oh, wow. It actually is Undertaker. It's bit, a video so. package, isn't it? For... Yeah. Undertaker talks about all the extra three dudes Undertaker's beaten and sent packing, all of which would return to WWE. Apart from Savage, obviously. Anyway, it's a reminder that Undertaker is a bad man who hates Jim Ross, and could we please stop cheering him? Also, here's mm. him having Spike Dudley from the outside to the ring, outside of the ring, I should say, to the outside with no table to soften the blow. Just a oof, oh, splat, disgusting Spike bump there. Also, Undertaker killed Jeff Hardy with Lita trying to distract and failing, so Undertaker killed Jeff with a last ride off the apron. Not the apron, off the that off word? the stage. That's the, not stage. What we call that. That's the off. stage. Yeah, apron's the other thing. Uh, Matt Hardy in New York is watching this and he's so sad and he drops his Jimmy Hart pasta <laughs> while watching his brother being murdered on live TV. Lita low blows Undertaker, so Undertaker dumps her off the side of the stage oh. as well, Jesus. Man is asked backstage and he is appalled that he wasn't able to help his family. We may have had our differences, but here's my brother and I love Lita. The crowd boo Matt when he's showing emotion because, well, he's the heel, right? (laughs) And so uh, that storyline has ended then, huh? That match on Raw was Jeff's last televised match before his appearance at the Rumble a month Mm -hmm. later. And after that, he wouldn't wrestle again until a tag match at No Way Out. And ditto for Matt and this one tonight. More news from Tom next few weeks as to what's well, happening. Well, with well, this. more
0: news immediately after oh, this match. Then, no, so we'll do it after. The, we'll this. do it after the match. But I will say that um, Sky edited Lita's uh, bump off uh, the ramp. Ah, makes sense. So they, so basically, it just it, it just cuts to the crowd, and then next thing she's lay on the table out on the underneath the ramp. So they cut that whole bit out from Raw. On, in the
3: UK because we can't be trusted yes you're right <laughs> we to, we'll go to other wrestling events across the country especially in Bulgarian Regis <laughs> yeah all 34 of us yes <laughs> uh, in the satellite feed well, obviously more on the Hardy match when we get to it but in the satellite feed Cole asks where's this going I have no idea oh god <laughs> those are quotes I'm not sure if they're about the Hardys or not but maybe Lawless <laughs> Shills Avalanche the UPN movie of the week you Cole has to do the voiceover again as he's been told of the headset. You have to say, he says, it's, it's happening on Friday on UPN. He says, can you do it again? But say, on this channel, UPN, as opposed to just UPN, in case people forget what station they're watching. And Aww. Cole's like, yeah, whatever. So they redo it. Which I guess you'll be, you've probably be told a few times on radio.
0: Yeah, right? it's repetition. Yeah. Um- I, you know there was a, I'm pretty sure the rule's still there uh, you know start every You know, when I used to work for heart start every link and end every link by saying heart mm. this is heart Brandon. this is heart this is heart on yep. heart on heart yeah I love
3: the art show mm-hmm. is it heart on heart heart on heart
0: <laughs> Tony heart this is heart this is heart John Legend on heart brand new from Take That on Heart this is heart
1: this is heart, this is heart. <laughs>
3: Avalanche, the TV movie of the week. Policewoman Leah has never chased anyone as obsessively as Martin. She's convinced he's the madman who killed several women. Is that Martin? Including her <laughs> sister. And now she's tracked him all the way down to a secluded mountain cabin. Policewoman Leah has never chased anyone. as it just, it just said the same thing twice. You just copy and pasted no, your... Uh, no, this is one bit and it's just pasted it twice. Whatever. Uh, just as he, she aims her gun at Martin, the cabin door opens and out comes Jan, a physician who's come to spend a romantic weekend with his date. Before Jan can grasp what's going on, a shot rings out, triggering a giant avalanche. Once the masses of snow have roared past them, the four find themselves trapped in the cabin. Hank by Leah, Martin, claims that Jan is the killer and that he was trying to prevent Jan from killing the young woman. Leah, who doesn't believe him, shovels her way out the cabin with John. Together, they set out to find help, leaving the other two inside. Little by little, it begins to dawn on Leah that maybe she's locked up the wrong man. There's one review on IMDb. Shit. The only review uh, on IMDb that just says... And I quote, a hundred wasted minutes.
0: (laughs) Avalanche, UPN, this channel. On this channel. This channel station. I'll just say two two words at once, (laughs) sorry. But but that's probably the most energy anyone has given to the movie Avalanche in about 20 years. So, good job, everybody. Thank you. Good
3: job. And I thought the crowd was cold for me.
0: (laughs) I thought the crowd was cool for me. That's... Ah! ah! Why is he me better laughs than me? Fuck off, you dead cunt. Ah! ah!
3: Undertaker shows up. Boo. And yeah, crowd is still cheering him, despite him murdering Spike and murdering Jeff Hardy <laughs> and, and murdering, murdering leader. And murdering jokes. And murdering jokes. <laughs> As Cole calls him sadistic and chilling, crowd are like, yay! <laughs> Matt Hardy takes on Undertaker in his hardcore title match, because Undertaker is still the hardcore champion. Uh, Matt Hardy twats Undertaker with a Singapore cane to start things off Until Undertaker knees Matt But this sets up Matt landing a flying clothesline and leg drop Twist of Fate gets set up and Undertaker's like Nah mate and Commences the henchness They brawl around the ringside area as crowd cheers wildly Matt gets volleyed over the announce table Like you'd see in a comedy film And then gets Cole's headset placed over him so you hear Matt's loud breathing.
1: <sighs> oh,
3: In AEW, freight. Matt does that just by walking to the ring.
0: <laughs>
3: Undertaker patterns him some more before leisurely last riding Matt. And that was it for Matt. Oh, no, it isn't. Undertaker returns to the ring to wrap the chair around Matt's throat and bangs the chair on the floor. This causes Matt to be unable to cut promos, so the crowd cheers Undertaker. In <laughs> uh, the satellite feed Cole laughs. As it turns out, Cole moving out the way and the headset landing on Matt's head wasn't deliberate and they enjoy a chortle together. Did it, say, oh, it sound good, Lord? Can you hear in the trunk? I oh, can hear him breathing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, these satellite feeds are amazing little uh, insight behind the scenes. And again, uh, Matt is then put on a stretcher. The crowd doesn't care. The crowd... <laughs> this goes on for a bit during the satellite feed it goes on for forever it's the crow chant USA for a bit during the boredom. Oh then undertaker asks matt as he's been put the ambulance backstage was the bitch worth it <laughs> matt responds with gargle 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 he
0: makes noises like wheezy from toy story
2: 2 <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was not meant to be funny but i thought yeah. matt like sounding like a like a like a squeaky toy with a hole in it was quite funny yeah
3: and apparently, I was doing some research for this, apparently Lita has gone on record as saying it, they weren't doing anything and taken off because, quote, creative had nothing for them, so it's took them off TV. And I think they also realised possibly that the, the turning against each other wasn't working. When they do show up, even though there's obviously the rumble, every man for himself, etc., by the time No Way Out comes out, they're back to teaming up with one yeah. another. And this thing is just kind of forgotten about.
0: From The Observer, oh, uh, the Hardys and Lita are done for now. Uh, The Hardy Boys and Alita have been taken off TV, which was the reason for their total burial by The Undertaker on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. There have been problems with Jeff Hardy of late,
1: which came to a
0: head when he missed a show in San Jose on the 8th of December, explaining Matt having to work a total babyface against Test right after his heel turn. Oh. He's also been late for shows. His performance hasn't been nearly to the level it used to be, which is bound to happen, given all the crazy bumps that he's taken over the years. Uh, Then the Matt versus Jeff match of the pay-per-view was a flop in the eyes of most. And after the Raw handicap match, Vince decided to kill the feud. Vince sat down with all three on Monday Night Raw to explain the situation. He said he was taking them off TV to give them a chance to breathe. So... It's a, it's a mixed bag. Jeff has been showing some concerning signs. Um, generally, they're all quite jaded. This has been a story that just really hasn't landed. We've ragged on it every week because it's, it's some, of the, some of the worst stuff the Hardys have done. And it's not for the one to try in. Like, they're really giving it socks. But fortunately, this kind of level of serious acting just n- has never been the bag of the Hardys yeah, and
3: Lita. Plus, bad dialogue delivered badly in bad situations where, again, just it, inexplicable situations that you can't relate to, like the Tony Khan contract signing stuff. It's like, mm. hi, Lita. It, it's like, hi, Matt, it's me, a female wrestler. Best of luck in your match tonight. Thanks, female person. Lita shows up. Who's oh, mm. she! Yeah. you like... Oh, leader, don't be like that. And then Jeff Hardy shows up. Hey, Leader. what's this? <laughs> In front of my very eyes. It's just, yeah, neither of them can act, and it's shit anyway. So it's it's for the best.
0: Yeah, it. so they're basically... It's basic- a shame
3: that I wasn't aware that Jeff's having some issues, but, yeah. I mean,
0: what are they expecting? He's been
3: destroying himself, and what? A few times he's not destroying himself, like... Ooh, he's he- not looking too good. You're mm. like, well,
0: what? But they... Ha- and you know I'm what? <clears throat> They've been... Absolute workhorses for as long as we've done this podcast. Like They have been on every week on SmackDown almost consistently. They've opened the show every week with tag matches. They've been highlights at house shows. They've done loads, and the company's leaned on them quite a lot especially no. when, the, when the roster members were dropping like flies. Matt and Jeff were very leaned upon, mm. as was Lita. So, it, so, yeah, Vince saying, look, we're just going to give you a little bit of a breather over Christmas. Mm. Um, see you back at the Rumble. So no. it's, a, it's a little break just so people can forget some of the stuff that we've seen and reintroduce them as if nothing happened. For the best. It's for the best. Ah.
3: And speak up for the worst. Jericho, the WCW UWU champion, mm. gets very little response as this
0: crowd is taking longer to die than Zaza Gabor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find right that Jericho's had even less reaction? Now he's an undisputed champion. Uh, yes, it's like he it, it, it went from getting great reactions to a babyface to to a to a lower reaction, but still a reaction as a heel, and now he's the champ. People just. Not, not asked, not buying it.
3: Like the Hardys, it's like we love the Hardys in every any other position apart from Hardys versus Hardys. Yeah. And now it's Jericho is the mega champ. You're like, ah, yeah. We mm, okay. Jericho points out that the crowd used to love him, but now they hate him. It says it's human nature to hate those that are better than them. Lola asks Cole if that is why Cole hates Lola. (laughs) Jericho is better looking, better educated, and just basically better than everyone. Better than the Rock. Better than Austin. Better than Ric Flair. Better than Farm- <laughs> Farmer Burns, this tractor. <laughs>
0: you sit there and you thub your tracks.
3: <laughs> Clips from Raw with guest ref Flair officiating RVD versus Jericho. But then Vince interjects, so Rick and RVD put their opponents in respective figure fours. RVD comes out and looks mad. Jericho points out, RVD's usually so cool. Like, cool, Kane. So he's probably (laughs) cool right now tonight. RVD says, No, I'm not cool. Not tonight. I'm pissed off tonight. RVD charges the ring and takes Jericho down with a leg sweep and five stars the frog splash and tells Jericho to fuck off. He doesn't say. Sorry, sorry, he doesn't literally. But this might be the segment that RVD was told to get mega mad in. And he had to get himself in such a state that he gets legit mad. I think from the magnificent k commentary shoot interview, he's asked about this because he's always like, yeah, cool, whatever. They were backstage and they kept on encouraging him and encouraging him. No, you need to get mad, get mad, get mad. And he's like, I'm not, that's not my zen. So Jericho said something like, it's been a while since I've seen this, so correct me if I'm wrong, something like, uh, imagine I'm I'm hitting on your wife or your girlfriend at the time, whatever. And obviously, he's like proper like bugging out because he's just not, that's not what he is, he's very calm and collective. So he was... Told, yeah, he hits his five star that knocks him down all that, but then he's like told like, oh, I have to pick up the title and sure like this is my title. He picks up and just throws it. He barely does anything with it because mm. he's just so thing. And he gets in his car and he drives off after this, apparently. He's just like in a really bad state of mind. Like, don't put me in that thing again. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating. His... Just like, yeah, can you pretend to be mad? Not really.
0: Not you style. can't?
3: No. And the rest look at the thing going, all right, got well, the Hardys, Jericho and R V D, all the indie favourites, all the internet favourites. None of them can fucking act. No, I'm going to no. get the pop you want right now. Brilliant.
0: Trust That's the problem. The, 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 there's that little bit that's missing from yeah. these top guys. It's got to
3: be said. Yeah. So that separates them from the really top lads. Uh, I think you look good, though.
0: Probably happy to see someone like him beat up Jericho, but... Jericho just looks like an absolute putz. Yeah. Ever since he... Be- and this is part of the reason why his, 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 his popularity and reputation is waning, because... Every, like, since he, he's, this is the second week that we've had him as Undisputed Champion. And the second week where he just looks weak as fuck. And yeah. I get it. Like, there's, a, there's an element of you, like, you know, Ric Flair's golden years, where Ric Flair coming out and going, my shoes are worth more than your house. I'm the best of all time. And then him bumping like crazy for a baby face, but then eking out a title win. And that worked for Flair. I don't think this works for Jericho. It also
3: doesn't help he's not really feuding with anyone.
0: Yes, there's it's no. He says, "Hey, it's me. I'm out here."
3: You're like, "All right, a match? Maybe a title match? A feud? It's not. It's just it's me."
0: There's more energy. I mean, they're, they're trying to get something going with Rock and Van Dam with with Tester. No, Test. Rock and Go Tester feuding. Yeah. With Jericho and Van Dam. Yeah. To the point where the observer said last week, but it looks like the at the Royal Rumble will get Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam for the undisputed title, which wouldn't have been a bad idea. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah. We don't even get it tonight.
3: I'm not sure why that is. Probably see that. It looks like they're definitely setting up for it, so... Mm. Oh, well. And the satellite feed, the crowd, the lucky crowd, is showing a trailer for The Scorpion King. And The Rock gets a pop, he takes his cape thing off to reveal, it's The Rock!
0: <laughs> yeah! No yeah. no yeah.
3: We got replay of Regal bleeding like bloody Carrie last bloody week because of Bloody Edge. We catch up with a man from Bloody Pool at his bloody house. Regal says he's had his nose reconstructed like a bloody lost Doctor Who episode. Regal says he's going to give Edge all the bloody pain he's bloody gone through, you bloody vegetable. P.S.
0: bloody bloody. His house is lovely. Isn't it nice? Uh, It looks like he lives on the same street as the McAllisters. (laughs) No. I feel like the wet bandits are going to rob him one day. Yeah. (laughs) It is a lovely house that he lives in, though. Yeah. I I got quite intrigued because I saw what looked like a kid's toy in the background, and I thought, oh, is that Charlie Dempsey's? Is that a little toy for Charlie Dempsey? Is that a little toy for Charlie Dempsey? But I don't think it was. I think it was like an ornament of some sort. But it looked briefly like a kid's toy, and I got like,
3: oh, is that Charlie Dempsey? Uh, it's that little noddy thing for your kid. No, it's mine. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> a,
0: that little Norman Wisdom statue for you. No, oh, it's
3: for me my lizards.
0: Is that little Mick Miller bobblehead for you. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion King versus Teflon. Do you know what? Fair play to Regal as well. He was very brief. Yep. The risk is just to wander, wander off in that. Yep. Which we won't do here, because...
3: No, no, no. Perish t- the thought.
0: Tell you, because I'll tell you one thing. You, you broke me bloody nose. Oh, I see what you're going with now, You yes. broke me bloody nose, and uh, not the first time my nose has been broken, you know, and it was back in 1973, and I was... Uh, knocking about in Blackpool, and uh, the, the beaches shut up. The, the beaches in Blackpool, the uh, 90s and 70s, were amazing. Like, the, all the arcade machines on there. There was this one arcade machine, I remember, that uh, you put two pennies worth in, and then uh, they all clattered through, and you get two pence Dad, worth. Dad, you know? if you
3: take a naughty figure course,
0: again. Quiet, Charles. Now, there was the two pence. I remember this one two pence. It's actually had a lucky two pence once. I remember that. A lucky two pence. uh, Hey, up, Willie! It's Dave. What's the meat tray? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cheers, Dave. Just pop the meat tray over there. I'm just telling the story about about um. What was I telling the story about? Oh, yeah, Edge. I'm coming to get you, son. Mm. (laughs) You bloody vegetable.
3: (laughs) That was how it went. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Regal. The question was Would you like to buy a big issue? <laughs> Regal is a conversation cul-de-sac. I love him. I would never it's take it. It's not necessarily that podcast. Uh, Scorpion King versus Teflon Test, the battle of who has the best name. As yes. commentators explain, Lance is accompanying Test because he owes his career to him. Test helped Lance beat The Rock on Raw and get employed.
0: Ah. That's why this is the birth of the Un-Americans. There you go. That's
3: just nice making sense. It's like, mm. Test, test needs some help. He's like, you know what would really annoy the rock? What? Losing the lads. Oh, hee, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hee, Test kitchen sinks the rock straight away as he ain't messing around. Like, it's not a test. Oh, sorry. Evil, <laughs> evil Test is basically Kevin Nash with his corner clotheslines and leg chokes. That makes sense. I mean, there's a gap in the market for... Uh, (laughs) test keeps the rock occupied while he threatens the ref knowing he can't be fired no matter what he does test bear hugs rock but he should have a wank while he's there he can't be fired rock escapes the bear hug because they only work in o2 oh spoilers rock still got two weeks left baby test is (laughs) this is really good being an absolute dick and it's a shame the crowd are not in the test mood a dirty pin gets kicked out of, so Tess mouths off at the ref, so Rock gets a near-fall in the confusion with the DDT. Test gets thrown outside and goes for a chair, which allows Lance to repay the favour and superkick the Rock. But Rock ain't losing a Lance twice, <laughs> so he kicks out of the kick that started the invasion. Tim White pushes Test into the Rock in his offence, but Rock counters the pump handle to send Test into Lance and pin the big man, the big pan, I've put here, after Rock bottom a lovely match here for cult-holic Classic Smackdown's review MVP 2001 Test
2: yeah. but the crowd
3: suck and didn't love it but what do they know they're drunk
0: Test and Rock had some nice chemistry mm. they're getting behind Test again I hope it sticks this time it won't sticks but, like uh, like like Teflon like Teflon doesn't stick doesn't stick that's the joke it's not a
3: synonym it's the other one mm. opposite him.
0: <laughs> I thought I was Teflon stick you <laughs> I thought I was sticky. I thought I was a stick. No, so hang
3: on, I misread my <laughs> well, notes. What's brown
0: about. and sticky? Me. Bradshaw. Um. <laughs> Any Am here? I right? <laughs> um, I love their chemistry. I think I think Rock brings out something good in Test. I think Test hangs with the Rock, yep. which I like. I just—it's funny when we test. He's our MVP of the year. He's really. Grafted this year. I just I, I see tests like this and I go, Why was he never a top tier lad? And then I'll see him in like oh three and I go, Oh, that's why. Yeah. It's so weird. He's but so, during this period,
3: God he's good. He's so good. So
0: very good. Yeah.
3: Almost as good as the recap of the Green Frog Supermarket. That's what it's called. Don't look at me. No, it is. As Booker Dale Wintons it before spending <laughs> raw avoiding Austin by going to bingo. But Steve Austin shows up to read out. A three sixteen, which is a very common number for. Bin. <laughs> <laughs> but as well, bin is going. You're not doing it properly. And that bit looks fun. And it's like, oh, okay. And then this next segment. Are you ready for this? Booker runs to confession,
0: and vicar Chili McFreeze hears Booker's thoughts. So no, Booker- it's the other way around. Booker hides in a confessional booth, yeah. pretending to be the vicar.
3: Oh my god! I because, because they showed the be edited bits. The,
0: yeah, because the um. Because there was a woman that's going, oh, I'm having an affair. And Booker's like, oh, yeah, a woman being sexy. And then he goes, oh, what do you like to talk about, my child? And then it's Austin going, yes, you're a jackass. Uh, And then they come out of the confessional booth and then they're fighting. Okay, so that's all right.
3: But then they head out and Booker bumps into some nuns. (laughs) And the nuns are like, ah, you must be the driver to give us a lift to the orphanage. (laughs) What? And then Austin's pride prevents him from attacking Booker in front of nuns. Mm. And I've just put, who the fuck is writing this? (laughs) Were the nuns able to pray for that suicidal burger last week? The Marx separatist burger that blew itself up for a free Tibet. How is that the way he gets out of it? Some nuns. It's like every crap 90s British comedy you'd see, like, you know, that you'd manage. well. This is very
0: watched. Benny Hill.
3: Yeah. Oh, some nuns have shown up and Austin can't do anything about it. Oh, no, Booker T swam outside, swimming through the, the river. Booker will follow. Oh, no, some endangered dolphins are in the way. To prevent- <laughs> what is this? What is happening with these segments?
0: They are very much freewheeling the creative in these particular bits. Uh, I think they're quite hilarious. <laughs> I think as a kid, I probably would have been very annoyed by them, but as an adult, I watched them and went, ah, they're just silly bollocks, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. They I, are, indeed. Because you were quite negative on the supermarket. Oh, you, you know, No, 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 I, I take that back. The
3: build-up to it with the, the burger that died... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck is this? Again, it was just a hitman solution. Um, I was... I was just a bit ill to be honest when you watch yeah. that so no 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 that's that's fun and everyone still remembers it this this is
0: <laughs> it's a weird use Some of Austin and, a weird use of Austin and Booker admittedly. suddenly nuns <laughs> but you know what I guess they don't want us to predict what Austin and Booker are going to do next in their storyline. And honestly, as the way this show ends, I certainly couldn't have predicted what happened. Uh, oh, my God. Jesus.
3: Please keep listening, all right? Yes. Ric Flair's shown laughing his arse off, but he's on a beige couch so we can see him. So it's not as fun as the opening, but <laughs> Jericho hates Flair laughing and knows he's trying to screw him. Rick says, oh, yeah, how about you defend the title tonight? That'll prove he's not trying to screw him. Jericho, you're defending your title against the big show Next, I was put what? Yeah. Smackdown is mental now. We just have to accept that that is period of weirdness when the era of last minute rewrites and second guessing because numbers are down, low down like lugs on your feet. Yeah. That's how bodies are put together. Your feet are down. Tajiri <laughs> does the handspring elbow, but knocks his bit of crumpet off the apron, causing Tajiri <laughs> to lose to Billy Gunn. Okay. Tori will be a guest on Sunday Night Heat. Doesn't say what she'll be doing exactly, but who gives a shit? It's not on Charm 4 anymore. <laughs> the Uwu champ himself, Jericho, is here to defend the title in an unannounced match. Yeah, get used to this monster push they're giving Jericho. No pop for show in the satellite feed. Unsure if they added hairdryer to the property did, yeah. version. God, there's just nothing for him. No, no, no mention of flair adding show to this match. So to, uh, is the implication that Ric Flair only knows ex
0: WW guys. Like, I like to think it's implied. I was confused because they were like, Jericho goes, do you see what Rob Van Damme did to me? Rob Van Damme disrespected me. Can't believe Rob Van Damme disrespected me. So Ric Flair's still Right, you've got a title match tonight. And since Rob Van Damme disrespected you, you're facing the big show. Yeah, he has no idea who R.V.D. is. Pourquoi? I wonder, and I've read nothing that supports this, whether this backs up your theory that Van Damme's already fucked off.
3: That would be funny if that was a shoot, like yeah. Uh, Who's mm, around?
0: Paul, get out there.
3: Yeah. I like that. Well, obviously he's here, but he's let he's literally left. He yeah. just ran to the next arena. Mm-hmm. So Rec Flair only knows WWE guys, so next week you should try and stick Firebreaker Chip in the match. <laughs> Jericho chops show <laughs> and gets mad, so Jericho runs away. The crowd enjoys Jericho being a coward. Lola points out Jericho is at a disadvantage because he's in his street clothes. And for reference, Jericho is dressed like Zoolander. So that
0: was funny. Lola's been good this episode. Yeah, that's it. It was was a strange outfit for Jericho this particular week.
3: Jericho gets swatted for a few minutes until an eye poke results in um, even more abuse because Big Show's eyes are too fat to be hurt (laughs) by normal fingers. (laughs) Too fat for eye pokes. Missile Dropkick gets two from Jericho. Not show. That would have been amazing. The only heat this match has got so far has been when Show has dominated. Uh, Press Slam gets a big pop as does Show catching Jericho mid-dive. The final cut gets a really close two count as Jericho mm. gets his foot on the ropes. Show is uh, strapped down, Chokeslam time, but Jericho not kicks him in the dick and hits him with a title belt across his ham hock of a head to retain. This was entertainingly done, but really shocking how low-level Jericho is now as the uwu champ. He really, and is. how little heat he has, even less than a few weeks ago as a heel, as we were just saying earlier.
0: Yeah, he, he's so weirdly presented. He just like he just looks weak all the time. Like I just, I'm yet to see him in a segment where he looks cleanly dominant. You know, even Flair had those moments when he was doing the whole, you know, when he was uh, in his golden years, as we said. But I've just, it's so strange how, but I, I guess this is the Jericho they want to present like a chicken shit heel champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's the right way to go for your first ever undisputed champion. I certainly don't want like a later, a, a latter years, triple H heel champ. Who's like, oh, I'm cool as shit, me. And I'm fucking brilliant at wrestling. Hey, I'm a, I'm a babyface protagonist. Oh, great. I'll just beat you clean. Fucking brilliant me. I don't want that, right? Because Triple H took it way too far. But then I don't want, hello, I'm Chris Jericho. I'm a waft of paper. Oh, no. Wrestlers. I don't want that mm. either. You, you Middle ground. Let's find some middle ground. Yeah. Do you know who would have been a good undisputed champion at this point? They should have put it on Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, they should have put it on Angle.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'd put Jericho it, in the feud with Edge and had Angle as the undisputed champ and had given him some legit victories over some yeah. guys like big show and stuff. Yeah, but
3: they really needed to do to have a three-star match of Kane at <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Vince tells Booker that he can beat Austin easily. And knock knock knock. Oh, it's a present for Booker. It's just come and
0: it's <laughs> so just
3: It's just these these fucking these segments are like this is like Candygram and... Candy for Mongo. Me <laughs> me Mongo. Uh Booker signs the this big old box, big old like If you were drawing, like for a child, what a big present box would look like. It's this, (laughs) with a bow. And Booker's like, I didn't order a present. I'm like, that's now presents work, you dickhead. And it's a first aid kit with peroxide and bandages. Uh, And Booker is really, really mad. It's like, what, to imply that I'll need this after my first blood match? Lola says, that's not funny. As Booker leaves the segment, Lola's not wrong. (laughs) No pop for this in the satellite feed. What is
0: happening with it? What the Oh, wouldn't it be funny? So it's <laughs> Next week we're just gonna bump into the the clown for no reason. I wish they'd done it so the delivery person was from every so you would have had a you would have had a knock on the door and then he'd gone to the door, nobody's there, but the present has been kicked three doors further down the <laughs> down oh, the corridor. Oh nice. <laughs> with a message saying, left with a neighbor.
3: <laughs> with this close to Booker <laughs> opening the present and it's Austin. In the box, even though the box is but like the box. But it's just his head. head on
0: like a jack in the box. But um, so I was like, but how? Go, 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 <laughs> go. He
3: jumps a foot in the air.
0: Exit. Stage right. Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> Booker running in midair for a few seconds before running through the wall, through a Booker T shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> Taxi. Puckers like I've got to get out of here. And he runs towards the exit to the arena, to the street, and he and he bangs his head off it. It turns out it's the wall, but Austin has just painted it to look <laughs> like the outside. <laughs> to which Austin goes, conductor, me, conductor, me, what? Conductor, conductor, is this the last train home? <laughs>
3: Not for you. Oh, no. <laughs> last train
0: to ass kicking. Austin dressed a full train conductor for this one bit. <laughs> He punches Booker T, flies off the bus. Booker gets taken to a hospital. And it's like, oh, you need to get your leg operated on. And it's the the doctor is off. It's just a never-ending nightmare. The operation, a the operation obviously then doesn't go well. He wakes up and uh, the leg's been amputated at the knee. It's like, oh, no, it's one thing I didn't want to happen. So he has to go to a specialist centre where he gets his leg, uh, he gets, he gets a, a metal leg installed from his knee downwards. And it's six months of working to learn to walk again on this leg. What a hero. He, gets, uh, he, gets, he, he can't wrestle again, but he's given like, uh, an award by the WWF. He's been given a career award, like a Hall of Fame award uh, for, for, his, for his time. He becomes a goodwill ambassador. He travels the world. And, uh, and, and he spends the rest of his career just just showing support for for athletes in a similar issue, and and praising the work for WWF uh, and, all, and all that do. He does though until his eighty fifth birthday. What? He does that until his eighty fifth birthday, and uh, he retires from wrestling. They do like a Booker T special show on SmackDown, Dad, and he Dad, says why are you farewell. To this? He says farewell to everybody, tear in his eye, Charmel by his side, and uh, and they go. So he goes to the retirement home and he just sat there looking out on this ga- uh, gazing out on this wonderful world that he's left behind you know this wonderful world knowing ah oh, I did good you know considering the the issue that I had in my younger years I did I did good in the and then somebody turns up and goes hi yeah uh, we're here about the, the sale of the house yeah yeah that's fine come on come on in uh, I'll show you around like we're looking to sell the house and downsize and all this and then it's okay the first visitors to see the house are here now Opens the door it's Austin fucking kicks the shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> Gonna buy a house, jackass.
3: (laughs) God, that story was so told. Darby Allen wouldn't have dove off. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you, Tom. I thought I was dead. (laughs) Am I right?
3: 2001 Viewers' Choice episode of Raw (laughs) is coming up. To give the Do We Have Time team some much needed time off, Lola asks, we vote for the gravy uh, bowler. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> does his he? funniest moment is that on, does he say that on the Saturday? He, doesn't, he
3: doesn't say it like that oh sadly. I wish he did uh, this is his first perv moment of the night did they watch last week and decide to remove Lita and Tori from TV to shut Lawler up because he's been way better
0: they must have done just
3: keep all women away from him <laughs> that's a worry isn't <laughs> it? <Yeah.
1: laughs>
3: main event now is Booker and Austin first blood Man Fancy 10% Royal Rumble, one of the best games of all time, damn it. Lawler <laughs> insists on calling him Father Booker because of him helping the nuns. That's nice. Austin starts the match by lobbing chairs and shit in the ring. Austin yanks Booker out of the ring as Booker raises a chair over his head. Okay, that was clever. I don't think I've typed that up very well. So Austin throws the chairs in the ring, and Booker yeah. goes, "Aha, idiot! I'm in the ring." Raises the chair over him. I'm going to hit you, Austin. And Austin goes, Great, you wide open!" and pulls his legs up from
0: the. Yeah, open. that's it. I'm oh, like, that's amazing. That's a great that's little a bit. Such a little bit. Austin just makes Booker look like a little bitch. Yeah. It's hilarious. Ah, uh, and it's the trademark
3: '98 Austin brawl: punch, punch, Lutez, press. Farm. At one point, Austin opens up a tub and it says like
0: "portable hole." Yeah. He opens it, he puts it in the ring, and Booker goes, "What's the that door? That's stupid. That wouldn't work." Yeah. And Booker's still falling to this day.
3: <laughs> punch punch Lupes Lutez press. Punch punch Farmer Burns elbow button. <laughs> punch punch firebreaker chip clothesline.
1: <laughs> Booker
3: tries a chin lock and Austin amazingly counters with an arm drag. Vampiro arm drag, <laughs> Mil mascaras, no yob. <laughs> Booker tries again, crowd is not here. Booker gets a fluky chair shot, but no blood, as commentators try to get excited at the possibility of a busted lip from Austin. Correct right here for no fat lip. This ain't some 41. Hey. Austin's head gets bounced off the exposed turnbuckle, but no blood. Austin shrugs it off uh, to knock Booker into it. And Booker no-sells it, despite taking it face first. Huh? Then Booker shoves Austin the ref. This has been a mess. Uh, a ref bump during a no DQ match. Oh, and it's... And I'll just part here, because I didn't know. Oh, there's no way you'd guess what happened next <laughs> if you didn't already know.
0: <laughs>
3: dear, dear <laughs> viewer... All oh, listen what what we're calling you, A Collider. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's rubbish. That
3: isn't it? nitro head, what we calling you, your little cult. All right. Oh no, Tom's grabbing. Us. He's going to say something funny.
0: Do you think if? Um,
3: <laughs> oh fuck, go on.
0: If Farouk, blue light if, flashing if, like a comedy club. If Farouk side with AEW and then yeah. <laughs> went, went onto a farm to celebrate, but fell inside a bale-making machine. Would he be a hayed Ron Collider? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
0: your mother! <laughs> Fuck off, I'm brilliant. Would you believe that most of the gags I've done tonight are off the hoof? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, back
3: to reality. Booker T, Steve Austin, First Blood, Ref Bump. It's been a bit of a mess. What happens next? And again, we talk a lot of shite. Uh, This is really what happens. All
0: the multiverses where this happens, there is just one. The
3: big boss man (laughs) appears and chair shots Austin who viciously blades out respect from the man from Cobb, Cal- County, Georgia. Booker spinner Rooney's out respect to the man who won at <laughs> SummerSlam 91, but the ref's still dead. Lawler uh, says, Hevner's the only man I know who could be KO'd by a phone call. So Austin stunner's Booker, and now the ref wakes up to end the match because Austin's bleeding everywhere. So Booker ignores the stunner and escapes. This results in Austin running out, and we get the infamous footage of Vince Full screen laughing awkwardly on the Tron to end the show to zero reaction from the live crowd. Oh, this was pretty crap. <laughs> on paper, it wasn't much, but you'd think at least the crowd would be popping for Austin's antics, but they weren't. This felt very sad, like watching a comedian you like bomb on stage or doing the podcast with Tom.
0: <laughs> what did you think? Hadron the Collider. Um, I thought the match was fun. But oh gosh, the the Austin Booker feud is is it's taken me on a roller coaster because I do like some of the silly bollocks, even though I know that Austin's at the end of his tether. Booker could do so much more, but it's like I don't know it feels like it feels like you've got two of the you know it it, it feels like you've got two people that pioneered a. Uh, modern medicine pioneer the cure to a major disease, and you've got them working at Boots Pharmacy. Like it feels mm. like you've got mm. these two great talents. That this is a story that you could waste on a <laughs> waste, for lack of a better on some of the upper mid lads with nothing going on. Not Austin and Booker. Uh, and then we ch- <laughs> we hit shuffle and chuck in the big boss man, <laughs> who has been under contract all this time. We've not seen oh. him. They proper cooled on Boss Man in 2000, and he ended up just doing house show jobs and popping up on Jacked and Metal. And just on the verge of WrestleMania X7, he gets injured. So he's been away with a with a, oh. an undisclosed injury. He made a return to the wrestling world in August. He lost to Bull Schmidt at WLW. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is the wrestler called Bull Schmidt? Bull Schmidt, Schmidt. Uh, for WLW, which I can't help but think was obviously something that was a favour to WLW. I don't know. Um, and then this is his first appearance on WF television since April.
3: By the way, Bull Schmidt is also... Uh, the, the, what Jake said when he saw the crowd.
0: Before he disappeared into the thick of the night. He uh,
3: <laughs> you, wrestling tonight, Bull <laughs> Schmidt.
0: I agree. <laughs> Sarah. It comes around roughly the third anniversary of... Of Vince McMahon feuding with Steve Austin, hitting the panic button, and bringing the big boss man in. Oh God, you're right. If in doubt, Austin Bossman. <laughs> and it's another new look for the boss man. Gone are the uh, the standard, the swap vest. The swap I vest. Guess. I think he brings it back, but at least for this night, he's wearing a lovely sort of grade suit and tie number. Uh, but Bossman's a very unusual choice again. This is a mid-card feud being given to two proper heavyweights of wrestling at a time where we sorely need some heavyweight based action. The, the, do you know what do you know why it feels weird? It feels like the roster is upside down. Yes. Because you've got Jericho and Rob Van Dam uh, feuding for the undisputed title and you've got Booker T and Big Show and now Bossman in like this weird comedy angle. Like, everything's jumbled at the moment. Like, every, no, no one's really got their own place. It's very odd. Yeah, especially with... But Big Boss Man's last televised match was against Steve Blackman
3: on Sunday Night Heat in the 14th of November, 2000. Yeah. More than a year. And then he would be around... How long would he stay for?
0: Uh... He's there the whole time. May. He's just off. He's just he's just off wrestling, apart from the one that one random yeah. show
3: against Bull Schmidt. It He showed up in May, uh, so, uh, until May, which is fascinating. Um, yes, it's a bit weird. Ray trailers, uh, but it's a Forgotten. way of going. Wow, Booker beat Austin. you like, hmm, mm. and it feels like at least if they set up Booker versus Austin at the Rumble, all right, fair enough. But we don't get that. Nope. So you're
0: like, well, everything just gets weird, and it gets even weirder once the NWO come in. The obvious stuff that we think we're setting up for the Rumble, you know, like maybe Rock and Test or Austin and Booker, Van Damme and Jericho, none of that happens. We're just in this weird... December is always weird in WWE because it's that sort of no man's land where we're just waiting for the Rumble now. And they've kind of got around it the last year or two by just getting rid of the December pay-per-view because it's always a throwaway event. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, they try gimmicking it up and it's just always a throwaway event. So yeah. They just go, let's just let's do Survivor oh. Series and then let's just have like seven or eight weeks of decent telly, get us over Christmas, off we go to the wrong Yeah, fuck it, boss man. So, yeah. so we're now in this, but, but in, in 01, this isn't happening. We're getting weird TV storylines that don't quite pay off. Yeah. And the select feed uh, Booker
3: comes back out and tells the crowd he kicked Austin's ass. I'm so great. He gets watered. Uh, Booker says he beat up Austin if he came back out. And Austin comes back out. The stun of Booker. Yay! Yay! Uh, Booker heads to the ramp as Austin drinks before Austin says, "Ah, you know what? Let's bygones be bygones." Booker, I don't like it. I don't dislike it that much. And Booker goes, "Oh, okay." And gets the beer stunner, which is like Kabashi's <clears throat> burning hammer. Them, like, as, as Booker looks at the camera and goes, Mongo, like candy. <laughs> uh, that's all, folks. Da, 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 da. No, it's not. that so, like, feed ends with Matt Hardy redoing his interview and then he does redoes the ambulance bit. They make Matt Hardy redo every segment. He's shit as <laughs> Yeah. He's so rough. Rather like this episode. Get what back on the stretcher,
0: lad. <clears throat> yes, what was something that you remembered from this episode? I remember the Matt Hardy bit. Funny you say that. I remember uh, Matt yeah, Hardy yep, getting yep. his neck grotted by the steel chair by the Undertaker. I, I, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, that's grim. That yeah, good that. So I remember that sticks out to me very, very strong in my mind's eye. What about you? I remember the yeah, the Hardys getting decimated. Mm. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I remember as a kid thinking, wait, what?
3: Don't just <laughs> Killed them all? Even leader? All right, he's like fucking Darth Vader in episode three. Even Lita is Even the Lita, Lins. Young Lins. Leader. <laughs> oh, that didn't work, did it? Uh, what's something you forgot? It's J- got to be one thing, the, right?
0: The, 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 g- the general build for Jericho Van Damme. Oh. Because we never got it on pay-per-view, so I guess that my mind just assumes that Jericho's first feud was against The Rock. Mm. When it wasn't, <clears throat> we had this bit with, with Rob Van Damme and Jericho and this bit where Van Damme beats up Jericho and then leaves for the night. Yeah. Uh mine is Big Boss man. Oh the return array. And now
3: Tom's going to do the outro cuz I really need to do the toilet. But it's been a pleasure doing this with you.
0: All right, thank you very much, Matthew Gregory. Check out the Cult oh, You did very well, I mate. Will I'm shit very myself for this. <laughs> I will not shit myself for this. On the Cultaholic podcast feed tomorrow, ahead of Great American Bash from NXT tomorrow night, uh, I had a sit down chat with the number one contender for the NXT title, Ilya Dragunov. We have a lovely chat about his new goatee, his chances of joining Imperium, and a whole bunch more. That is. Going to be on the podcast feed tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't already, you can check out my beginner's guide to Choco Pro and Gatto Move. Joined uh, by Bali and Aki to talk all about that ahead of Gato Move and Choco Pro doing their first ever shows here in the UK. Really lovely to spend some time with them. And of course, the big one this week. Would love for you to, if you haven't done so already, check out uh, us surprising a WWE superfan. With a night at WWE that they will never forget. With special thanks to a WWE superstar that went above and beyond. It's a really special moment. That's on the YouTube channel. You can check that out right now. And for the latest wrestling news throughout the day, you can always check out Cultaholic.com. He's gone for a big plop. He is Matthew Gregg. I am at Tom Campbell. And together, we're at Cultaholic. Don't forget to join us. Is this on? Is this on? I thought I was dead. Love you, bye. I've done the outro, now you're too late.
3: Oh, and I thought I stunk. <laughs>
2: That's all, folks.